right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host and I'm so grateful that you're here spending a few precious minutes of your day with me. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. We're talking about precedent transactions and now once we've gotten our financial information from the precedent transactions, we're gonna spread our transaction data. It's very similar to how we do it for comparable companies analysis with a couple small differences. Now what we are gonna do when we're spreading transaction data is one thing we wanna do is calculate the equity value of a specific transaction. And the reason we're doing that is it helps us understand what was paid for the business, right? How much did the stock cost? How much did the equity cost? And of course, don't forget, we need to look at the enterprise value or transaction value is the term often used in this context to also help understand the big picture of the transaction as well. Now with comparable companies analyses, what we're doing is looking at the share price of the target company and what it's trading at in that present moment, right? We've covered that in prior episodes. Now with precedent transactions, it's slightly different. You also look at the share price, but you specifically look at the offer price of the target company's shares upon announcement of the deal. So it's really that specific moment in time. This is a time dependent number. And the reason is it just makes sense because we're looking at specific deals that have actually happened, right? So get the share price at that moment in time, at the time of announcement. And then what you can do is now that you have that share price, you multiply that by the fully diluted shares to get the equity value that you can then spread as part of your analysis. Now, when you're spreading this and calculating your fully diluted shares, you can assume that any unvested options or warrants that they are vested. And the reason that you do this is because in the transaction, a change of control takes place. And essentially when that happens, you're, you're assuming that all those warrants and options actually become stock. They add up to the, the fully diluted shares outstanding, which if you remember the treasury stock method, that's how you get to that final number. And you're gonna to wanna to use that final number. And that's something that's different than comparable companies analysis where you only consider the in-the-money options and warrants in calculating your fully diluted shares outstanding. With precedent transactions, look at everything. Look at everything, get that final diluted shares outstanding number, multiply that by your share price. Remember, at the time the deal is announced and that's gonna get you your true equity value at the time of the of the transaction at the time of the the present transaction. So that's basically how you get that equity value that you can spread and compare different precedent transactions in your data. Now, of course, this is for publicly traded companies, right? If you know what the number of shares are, you know the warrants, you know the options, you know the share price at any given point in time, that's because it's a publicly traded company, right? If you're looking at a private company, what you can do to get the equity value is just the very simple definition of equity value and enterprise value, right? You can take the enterprise value of the company and just subtract whatever the net debt 
is going to be post-transaction. So that just gets you to equity value. Take enterprise value minus your net debt, which of course uh, includes the cash position embedded in that. Remember, net debt is your debt minus your cash position, and that's gonna get you your equity value. So that's how you would think about it for a private company scenario. But that's the way that you get to equity value. You can spread that transaction data and then the next step is going to be to do benchmarking. But what we're going to do in the next episode is we're actually going to talk a little bit about the consideration of how these deals are actually done and some of the idiosyncrasies and nuances there because there's some interesting things that we haven't gotten to yet. So stay tuned next episode for that. That's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. Just living life and learning as much as possible about investment banking I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for the LinkedIn messages. Thank you for rating the show on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm so grateful for your support. And share this show with a friend if you think it will help someone. All right, thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.